Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Danielle Hogel. She is a body image and confidence coach. Hello, Danielle. How are you today? Hello. I am so, so freaking excited to be here. So thank you so much for asking me. (laughs) It is my pleasure and honor. I am excited to have you here and can't wait to jump in and learn a bit more about who you are, what you do, and share your journey with the Empowerography community. So thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here today. I appreciate you. Absolutely. So Danielle, as I mentioned, you are a body image and confidence coach. You are also a speaker, a writer, a hip hop fitness instructor, and one could even say you're an advocate for women's empowerment with all the work you do. That is one hell of a lot of hats you wear. How important is prioritization and organization to you in your daily routine? And how do you stay on top of things? It's very important. (laughs) And I wish I could say I have it all figured out. I wish I could be like, oh my gosh, steps one through 10. Here's how you organize your entire life. But honestly, even right before recording this podcast, technology got to me and I was like, oh, this is the beauty of being an entrepreneur and doing all the things is that sometimes it looks like a hot mess and we just figure it out as we go. (laughs) So, but I will say I am a very scheduled person. When I first started uh, this business, I was also working full-time at a university. And so I got really, really good at finding small pockets of time to do the things that I was really passionate about, to make sure that I could get to a point where I could do what I wanted to do full-time. So I have always been really good at utilizing just the, the small increments of time to really just make sure that the things get done. So that's my best tip. <laughs> Love it. That's a good tip indeed. Can you speak a bit about your coaching business and what inspired you to get into coaching? Yeah. So I am super passionate about helping women know that they are more than just how they look. From the time that we're born, we are socialized to believe that the most important thing that we can do is be pretty. And we have so much more to offer the world, right? We have strengths and passions and purpose. And with us continuing to just focus on our bodies and changing them and trying to look a certain way, we are losing the time and the energy to put towards the things that we're really passionate about. So my coaching is done in many different ways, right? Group coaching, individual coaching. We start out on the surface level. Most people come to me and they want help with health and fitness. We want to be fit. We want to be healthy. We want to lose weight. And it really, I like to say that you come to me for what you think you need, but then I tell you what you really need. And I help you dig into the things that's really holding you back. Cause so many times we're putting band-aids on the issue, Yeah. right? We're, we're trying to lose weight. We're trying to look a certain way when really, if we could dig into understanding why we feel the way that we do about our bodies and really learning how to appreciate our bodies along the journey, then we can seriously change the future of our health and our bodies and how we feel about them. And so I started the coaching about 
10 years ago, actually. And it started with me and my own journey. I was teaching at a community college and I was working part-time at a domestic violence shelter. So I was emotionally drained and I found myself extremely overweight for my body structure, what felt good and healthy to me. And I tried all the things. I tried eating once a day. I tried diet pills. I tried going to the gym for three hours. I did all of the things that we really shouldn't do to our bodies until I finally saw a friend who was like, no, I make this really simple and I've gotten really healthy doing it. And I started just working out quickly at home, finding a way to just find balance in my meal plan, still eating French fries and, you know, having my (laughs) ice cream. And along the journey, I just found a way to really remember using my, using my education to appreciate my body and, and see the health and fitness as a lifelong journey and not just an end destination with a number on a scale. And so from there, I just found myself so many people just asking like, Oh, can you help me? And, and then it, it just evolved from there. That's how it got started was really with my own health and fitness journey, which has led to now. Can you explain or share a little bit more about your own personal journey and struggles that you went through that led you to that? Do you mind? Yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. So it's multifaceted, right? So again, my big thing is helping women appreciate their bodies. And for me, I remember, I remember being in middle school. Now it could have happened before that. It could have been several years of me thinking about what was wrong with my body. But I remember being in sixth grade. It was about sixth grade. And it was spirit week at school and I had, it was twin day. So I had a twin for the day. And I remember we were going to wear an outfit together, same exact outfit because we were twins and it was hot. So we were going to wear shorts. And I just remember cringing at the idea of wearing shorts to school because I had lots of cellulite. And I remember looking at her and comparing myself to her. I remember just thinking that she had the perfect leg. She had the perfect tan. She had the perfect, just everything about her was perfect and everything about me was wrong. And so in that moment, I don't remember since then wearing shorts until I got older in my later twenties, after I've done some of the mindset work to see my body is okay and understand that cellulite isn't the end of the world. So that's kind of where that started. And then what happened was, you know, like many girls through high school, I tried different things and wanted to look a certain way and all of that. And then I went to college and I found myself constantly attracted to certain types of courses. And so like many people, I changed my major like six times, (laughs) but I kept realizing I was taking all these classes, women, gender studies, inequality, women's health. And I just kept seeing these things over and over again. And so I really developed a passion for understanding society, understanding how the outside pressure affects our choices and our thoughts. And There was one thing that happened where in one of my classes, I believe it was at the end of my undergrad, we were in a class and we were watching a documentary called Killing Us Softly. It is very old, but it is very powerful. And we were watching that documentary. And at the end of it, all of us girls, women, we kind of looked at each other like, oh my gosh, like our minds are blown. We are just, our whole world just got, you know, just turned upside down because in the documentary, she shares just hundreds of ads and articles and commercials where it shows women as objects, where it shows women as being submissive to men, where it shows women as being perfect and having bodies that are unrealistic for any real body to ever be. And so we realized, wow, this is a multi-billion dollar industry that makes money from showing us 
that we're supposed to be a certain way that we can never, ever achieve. And we are spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to get to this point. And so my mind shifted. I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I hated my cellulite. This is why I spent money and energy, right? Like I, I went through a cellulite reduction program that promised me to get rid of it. I spent all of my high school graduation money on that to try to look a certain way because that's what the world told me I should be. And so that was like that light bulb moment yeah. for me was, wow, like it is so much bigger than just me and thinking that I'm alone and I'm the only one with cellulite and, and stretch marks and wrinkles and rolls and all the things. And so then when I graduated and I decided I wanted to really get healthy, I refused to go back into those old habits of just trying to look a certain way and losing just an ungodly amount of weight in a quick amount of time. And so I decided that when I was doing this 10 years ago, that I was going to do it in a way that honored my body and felt good and, and would, you know, just allow me to live a healthy and happy life and not to do it just for the approval of others and to look a certain way that is honored by society. And so it was kind of that whole just growing up and really having those body image struggles myself and then yeah. focusing it with the health and fitness, which is very challenging, right? To want yeah. to lose, but then to also want to value and, and appreciate your body as it is while still wanting to change it. And For so sure. that's kind of how my journey evolved. Incredible. Who, Danielle, would be your ideal client? Like, who is your ideal client? Not what kind of business, but what kind of person do you love working with? <sighs> okay, so I love working with all women because all women, right, we've all been socialized from the minute we were born to be quiet <laughs> and pretty. So it's yeah. all women. But if I had to choose, there's two. One are moms yeah. of girls. And the reason for that is because my purpose is to work on creating a world where no little girl looks in the mirror and dislikes what she sees. And if I can get to the women <laughs> who have direct connection and impact on little girls' lives, then I can help them switch their language, switch, you know, I want them to walk up to the mirror and not cringe and not you know, pick their body apart because research shows that little girls, yes, we can tell them all the things we can tell them to love their bodies. We can tell them that they're perfect and beautiful, but they are following in the footsteps of their mother and the other women in their lives. And yeah. so they have the biggest impact. And so in order to have the most impact, I want to work with women and shifting their language, how they talk about food, how they talk about fitness around their daughters, because then that's going to create the change in the future. So that's one, two are female entrepreneurs. And the reason for that is because I see so many women that I work with. I've been working with a couple of clients recently who are so powerful, right? They have so much passion and strength and, and they have a, a purpose and a mission. And yet when I talk to them, they don't want to post reels on Instagram. They don't want to post their face. They will only post a picture from shoulders up right. because it all comes back to their bodies because they're so concerned and focused on how they look that they're stuck in their mindset of that to where they're not able to get out and go out into the world and stand in their power and do the things that will literally change the world. So I want to work with more female entrepreneurs to help them get out of that body thought process and more into their power and what their purpose really is. Incredible to, to be able to do that. And so that these women, as you said, the first group of women that you'd like to work with mothers and having that impact on 
their daughters. I mean, you made a very interesting point and it made me think about when we were raising our daughters that we would tell them, you know, you are beautiful the way you are. And my daughters went through bullying. So this obviously had an effect, an adverse effect on them and how they looked at themselves. And no matter how much we as parents tell our children that, you know, you are beautiful, you are perfect the way you are, you are beautiful, you are, you know, all of the stuff. Another part of that puzzle is if they don't believe it, you can talk all you like, you can talk to your blue in the face And it doesn't, it's not going to make a lick of difference because if they don't believe it and they don't see it, there's nothing you can do in terms of speaking to them about it and telling them. Right. Right. So (laughs) it's, it's very important lead by example and show your children. And this is so important. I think, especially with girls is that we need to talk to our girls. I mean, my wife and I from with the girls from a very young age, we always told them, you can do anything you want in life. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't, you can be successful. You're limitless, you can achieve anything you want. You just have to work for it and believe in yourself. And that's where it all starts is with self and that self love and self belief and confidence and all of that stuff. And we need to instill these values into our daughters and our and our sons too yeah. from a very young age because if you get told something repetitively and enough you'll start to believe it yeah right Absolutely. so if we start from a very young age then that just helps to raise them up with those core values and core beliefs in themselves Yes, absolutely. I love that. So Danielle, how have these experiences for you helped shape the Danielle you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? I would say, you know, I find that the struggles that I've had, right, with with the body image and just my own health and fitness, right, going up and down, trying all of the things that I find that, you know, it's shown me what is possible. It's shown me that it is okay, right? That our bodies are going to change. And it's also, you know, professionally, I believe that it has helped me be more relatable to other women, right? Like, I'm not telling you that you should wake up tomorrow and just be like, I love my body. No, I share the real stuff. You know, I just was, you know, surprised with a vacation to Hawaii. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, I should have gotten a spray tan, but it was a surprise. So I wouldn't have known. Right. Right. But that's the mindset that we've been programmed with. So instantly I was like, wait a minute. We don't think like that. You know, thank you for that thought, but we're going to move on and we're going to enjoy this amazing vacation. And so I just like to, you know, just be real relatable with people and let them know that like, you know, we've been ingrained and programmed for so long that it it takes time. And, And it's a daily, in my opinion, a positive body image at this point is it's a daily choice just to recognize and be aware of those thoughts and how to change them. And so it's just using all of that in the story to just really connect and let women know that they're not alone. Love it. Now, you're obviously a huge advocate of self-love, body positivity, women's empowerment. Can you speak a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Yeah. You know, I'll have to say, for me, I'm less about body positivity and I'm more about body neutrality. I know that the buzzwords are body positivity, which it's important. It's a a fabulous movement that is making an impact. For me on a daily basis, I don't want to think about my body anymore. I'm tired. (laughs) I see commercials every day. I see the ads. I see the social media. I'm constantly reminded about what my body should look like. And I'm just done thinking about it. So for me, I really just try to, when I have those thoughts, just shift them into, okay, 
what's my strength? What's my purpose? What, what do I want to achieve today? Who do I, you know, like what impact do I want to make in the world? And just shifting that. So that's kind of how I view that on a personal level and just a daily choice. And same with self-love, you know, for me, loving myself is honoring who I am. It's honoring my values. It's honoring my priorities and just what is important to me and what are the choices that matter to me? You know, we often make choices in our lives because we're just told we're supposed to. You're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to get married and have babies. You're supposed to do this before you're 30. You're supposed to, right? It's all these, what we're supposed to do. And so I like to just sit down and think, okay, but what's really important to me? Does that really matter to me? Or is that just what I think I should be doing? And if it's just what I think I should be doing, what, what choices are important to me and what choices can I make today to show myself that I love myself and I value myself and I honor who I am as an individual. So yeah, does that answer that question? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that's brilliant. Very well said. So since the massive explosion of social media and all the platforms and all the people in the world using them today, in your opinion, how has that impacted the whole body neutrality, body acceptance, self-love, women's empowerment movement, do you think? And has it taken things in a direction where those words or those buzzwords or those phrases don't hold as much meaning in terms of not being as powerful because of the media turning it into something that is right now the cool thing to say or the trending thing to to say or the buzzwords and or has it helped bring an awareness and shine a light on these things what are your thoughts on on that whole movement That is a powerful question. I believe there is lots of positive that is coming from this movement, right? It starts on social media, but the body positivity movement is so much more than just posting on social media, which is what most of us just see. But I, I personally have seen, you know, for myself, I have seen, you know, different types of bodies in ads and target and, you know, just so many different places that I, I believe that there's more representation happening because of the push and the pressure to not just show women as small and petite. Yeah. So I, I believe that there is power in that. So I think that's important on yeah. the side note that is important to me is that based on a lot of the research, what we're finding is that the more we talk about our bodies, the more we think about our bodies. So although the social media, you know, and I've done this, so this isn't to say if you've done this, you're a horrible person. I've done it plenty of times. I've shown my cellulite. I've shown my stretch marks. I've shown my wrinkles. I've shown all the things. But what happens is as humans, psychologically, what we do is when someone talks about something, we instantly think about ourselves. So when someone shows their cellulite, my first thought isn't about, wow, I love my cellulite. Now, my first thought is, wow, my cellulite is a flaw. Because now you're telling me that there's something wrong with it and I should love it now. And my first thought goes to my body. And so we're not really finding that a lot of girls and women are really appreciating their bodies anymore by seeing these types of posts and, and videos. If anything, we're just evaluating our bodies even more. And so I think of it as, you know, we're like trapped. We're trapped in a cage for so many years. We have been told that we're supposed to be skinny and small. And now we're told, now you're supposed to love yourself and have body positivity and you can be any size and fabulous. 
The problem is, is that now we're just trapped in a different mindset, but both timeframes are about our bodies. Neither one of those were about, well, now let's just talk about, you know, what your career passions are, what your financial goals are, what your, your relationship goals are. What are you like living a great, healthy, happy, confident life? We don't hear that. We're yeah. still talking about the body. And so it's still ingrained in us that we are only supposed to focus on our bodies. And so there have been great benefits to that. But again, we're still just trapped and trying to get out of the mindset of believing that the only thing important about us are our bodies. So we need to remove the body discussion out of the equation. To if start. We want to, yeah. If we want to make a huge impact and yeah. we want girls to see themselves as more than just how they look, yeah. then we have to switch the conversation, right? So I always challenge people when you're giving even compliments to women, right? It's fun to give the fire emojis. It's fun to be like, oh, you look so beautiful because we know that women spend time doing their hair and doing yes. their makeup and they do want that validation. And there's nothing wrong with that, Yeah, but it's it's time to start giving the other compliments, right? Like, wow, your smile is so bright and inviting and it just gives me energy or you're a fabulous mom and, and you're doing incredible things or wow, your business is going awesome. Like, tell me more, right? Yeah. So it's about giving more of the compliments that are not appearance-based because we are told plenty of times that we're supposed to be pretty and we are pretty that if we remove some of that and add in more of the other things, we'll start to see ourselves as more than just a body. It's a great way of looking at it and a great way to get that conversation shifted and started. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah. So speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you? Ooh, you know, just at the very basic, it's just making choices that are right for us, being empowered to just stand in, you know, who I am, who we are as women, and just making choices that feel good to us and not because society is pressuring us to do that, but just honoring who we are and making the choices that are right for us. Love it. I want to speak a little bit about the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses. Now, I come from a corporate background and I saw in that in that world that there's still that ridiculous 1930s, 1940s old boys club mentality that exists in the year 2022. And to me, that's mind-boggling that it's still there. There's no place for it in today's day and age society. And I think that Yes, we are starting to see a little bit of a shift. I think COVID was kind of the catalyst to start that shift where we are seeing, I think, more women get fed up and tired of being held down in that world of corporate and not getting their seat at the boardroom table that they so richly deserve and they're not being treated fairly in terms of equal pay for doing the same job as their male counterparts. So what are your thoughts on that whole thing and the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses? Are you seeing a change in the women that you're dealing with and, and encountering in your daily daily routines and daily life? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When I was even working at the university, a really top well-known university, I was told from the very day that I started that I should put my credentials behind my name in order to get some respect and get people to respond to my emails. And I'm not sure if they would have said that to a man starting the job. I don't know, but I know no, they wouldn't have. There's no way they would have. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And I realized in that moment, I was like, I am in the wrong space. If I need to put credentials behind my name for you to respect me as a human, then, you know, I'm not meant to be here. And that's yeah. the sad part. 
that's the sad part because I'm seeing lots of women, right? Starting, starting businesses, they're able to do things. You know, there's so many opportunities and I'm, I went to luncheon yesterday and so many women from different backgrounds, right. Are standing up, you know, in finances, which we don't see a lot of women in the financial world. And they are saying, you know, like there's only a couple of us and we're here to make a difference. And we're here to help more women and feel confident and comfortable talking about these things. So I'm seeing more women spread out in that way to be like, we're not represented and we're going to do something about it. So I am seeing that and it's so freaking powerful. And I am seeing more women wanting to start businesses because they're not getting that respect. And they realize that, you know, there's only so much they can do in the corporate world and handle in the corporate world mentally before they're fed up. So they're starting those businesses, but that's awesome. And that's important. And we're doing cool things. But if you are someone who is in the corporate world and you love your job and all the things I want to encourage and empower women to demand the raise, speak up, say something, because if we all keep leaving corporate world, because we think that, you know, it's never going to get better, then it never will get better. And we'll keep losing seats at those corporate tables. And we need our voices heard in those environments. And so entrepreneurship isn't meant for everybody. And so if that's not for you, we need you in that world to be a voice for all of us and and to get our voices heard. So- I That's love kind of that. That is thought. fucking brilliant. I love yeah. it. Thank you. Awesome. Now, you being a serial entrepreneur yourself, Danielle, what are your thoughts on this shift in mindset? And how do women continue to push through and continue to break down these barriers and ways of thinking so that we can shift that mentality and that way of thinking? Yeah, you know, it's um it's not a pretty answer. It's a it's a mindset. It's a yeah. mindset shift. That's going to take a lot of time and focus and energy again, because, you know, from my, I'll just speak from my personal experience, but based on the women that I speak with as well, you know, we struggle to speak up. We're constantly, right. It all goes back to be pretty and be quiet. I was celebrated as a kid for being quiet, right? Like I was the one I went to birthday parties and everyone's parent was like, Danielle's perfect. She just sits on the couch and he's so nice, (laughs) right? Like, which is good. My parents loved that because I was a good kid. So that's great. But what that ingrained in me is that in order to be celebrated and what I should be is quiet and sitting down and just pretty. And so I wasn't the one to speak up in class. I wasn't the one to be willing to, you know, speak my mind and and do the things. And so for me, it's going to keep taking the work for all of us to do the mindset work, to shift all of those things that we've been programmed with to say, no, no, I understand that like, this isn't how I'm expected to be, but now I'm going to speak up more. I'm going to demand that I get the promotion or I apply for the job. You know, women, we don't apply for jobs if we don't meet all of the qualifications, because again, we're taught that we're supposed to be perfect, where most men are willing to apply for jobs, even if they're not even close to meeting the qualifications, because they're like, well, let me just see if this will work. So it's just (laughs) out of our minds and being like, well, let me see if this will work. Let me ask someone if I can speak on their stage. Let me see if I can, you know, ask for this. And if they say no, who cares, right? We don't need to be worried about no's. We need to be worried about the actions, the inaction, right? We need to be worried that we're not doing the things that we are totally capable of doing. So love it. Your passion and your fire. I love it. It's coming right through. I love it. It's so awesome. (laughs) Good. Cause I'm like sweaty. I'm like, yes, let's go. I I can, I can tell (laughs) very fired up. It's great. Being a women's empowerment advocate, what do you do to empower yourself and other women? 
empowering myself again it I hate to keep repeating the same things, but it comes down to just, just being aware again of just the choices, you know, as an example, I was in a long term relationship, 12 years and people just constantly every day, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you having babies? And it's like, you know, that might be important to you, but at the end of the day, I am very happy and proud of the life that I live. And so it was just being, you know, you have to be very secure with who you are and what's important to you. Importance, you know, to me is you know, commitment and happiness and and love and joy and fulfillment. Like those are the things that that matter to me, not a ring or a marriage or whatever that it just wasn't important to me. So it was just being grounded every day and just reminding myself of what I really want out of life. And then it's just continuing to do those things, right? It's the practice of when those negative thoughts come in, when I start doubting myself, it's just going back to, okay, but what's the purpose? What's the passion? And just using those things to really just step into that power. And a lot of times it's just doing things scared, right? That's how I empower myself. I'm just like, well, we got to do it, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. fun. It's not, it's not easy, but we get to do this and we get to live a really great life. And I'm honored to be able to do what I do. And so sometimes it's doing things scared. And so for other women, it's really just helping them create that same mindset of becoming aware of why they think the way that they think, where it came from, how we can shift it. And again, taking the focus away from their bodies and their doubts and and being afraid of being told no and shifting it into, okay, what can we do about this? So it's doing that personal development. It's having tasks every single day that make you feel good. You know, one thing for me, how I empower myself is I have a girl power playlist that I just rock out to (laughs) and I just let it go. Right. So it's just creating those things that bring you great energy that allow you to step into that power. Love it. Danielle, what lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you do? You know, For me, it's really everything that I do is because I do want to create a world where little girls can look in the mirror and appreciate what they see. I am sick and tired of hearing grown women and girls taking pictures and saying, oh, don't show my double chin or, oh, we got to stand this way because this is my better side or, you know, looking in the mirror and picking their body apart. I am so over that because the amount of money and time and energy we spend doing those things is time taken away from, we were all born with a purpose. We all have some passion and desire inside of us. And we crush that down because we're so focused on changing how we look when the most important thing is what's inside. And so what keeps me going is that the little girls in our lives and in the future They need examples of what a strong and powerful and healthy and confident woman looks like. And I'm determined to help as many women feel that and walk in that. So that way the little girls will do the same exact thing. Beautiful mission. I love it. I think it's amazing. Thank you. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Oh, you know... I'm just going to say my greatest win is that I'm still here. It can be, you know, if talking entrepreneurship, it can be hard. It can be lonely. It can be challenging. It can be all of those things and just continuing to go, you know, just never giving up and just continuing to fight and move forward because there's a greater purpose at hand. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Oh, I'm obsessed and I'm passionate 
And like you said, you can hear the, the, the energy in my voice. I am just, I'm just on a mission and that is my superpower. And that's why I will never give up because I just have so much empathy and commitment to making a change in this space that I'm never going to stop. Determination. It's an amazing thing. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Hmm. Success is happiness. Success is waking up excited and energized to live the life that I currently live, no matter what that looks like. It's not necessarily a number in a bank account or anything like that. It's about knowing that I'm living my purpose, having an impact and living a fulfilled and happy life. Simple to the point, all about happiness. It always comes back to happiness. Yes. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and to keep pushing and excelling at all that you do? Yeah. I I mean, again, it just comes back to being focused on that why, being focused on that purpose and that mission to just really impact as many lives as possible. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning that? And what was your life like after you learned it? Hmm. As cliche as it is, everything works out the way that it's supposed to. Even when it's hard, the world has a way of working. I was an undergrad and I applied to 10 different PhD programs. I was declined by nine and I was accepted by one, but did not receive funding. So it was out of state. So I was not able to afford to do that. So instead I stayed for my master's where I was. And in that moment, I was crushed. I cried forever. And I thought my life was coming to an end because if you don't have a PhD, what are you worth? (laughs) That was my mindset at the moment. Now I know way better than that. But that was, you know, I wanted to achieve the top that I I could possibly do in, in the university. And I was really passionate about sociology. And so that's what I wanted. But because I didn't do that and I stayed for my master's degree, that's when I found my purpose, right? That's when those classes came into my life. That's when my partner came into my life. That's when, you know, I was able to go through this, start this health and fitness journey. And so it just taught me that although life isn't working for you the way that you had planned it, your purpose and your passion remains the same. The drive just might look a little different. You might have to go down a different road and and that's okay. And you just have to learn that you don't quit. You don't stop. You just take the road and you figure it out as you go. Yeah. Well, things happen for you, not to you. And I mean, sometimes what seems like the absolute worst thing that could happen to you in your life ends up being the absolute best thing that could ever happen to you because it changes your path. It changes your trajectory and it wakes you up and, and you realize, hey, wait a minute, this is much better than what I had wanted. Yeah. 100%. Danielle, who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I mean, I I have to say my parents, I have the best parents. My mom worked a very labor intensive job her whole life. And so she just taught me the value of hard work and you do what you got to do to make it work. I saw my dad do the same thing, not necessarily physical labor, but he worked multiple jobs. And then in the past several years, he decided to pursue his own passion. I've seen him. He's a caricature artist. And so that's what lights him up and brings him joy. And, you know, he always loved drawing since he was little and he put it off for so long. And then I got to watch him start where most people would say, oh, you're too old to do that. I got to see him start that and live in that. And so just showing me that, you know, anything is possible. And as long as you're passionate about what you do, everything else will work out and fall into place. Love it. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Mm, there's so many places. <laughs> oh, these billboards get me. Oh, all, the, all the billboards. I'm going to say in women's doctor's offices. 
because I recently went to a women's doctor's office where people go when, you know, they feel a lump in their breast or they are having issues or whatnot. And every single place I turned, there were advertisements for body sculpting. So to have some surgery, post-pregnancy, how to keep your glow after you have a baby. Everywhere was all about how to be the perfect body and woman. And that really upset me. That really irritates me that I understand that they're getting paid for that, but that's not okay to put it in a place where so many women are struggling. And now you're focusing again on just how they look. So I would put a sign right by all of those. And I would say the least interesting thing about you is how you look. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions, just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? I wanted to be a doctor like Patch Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love it. If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? She is pretty powerful. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Happiness. How would you describe yourself in one word? Empathetic. What would your friends and family list as a couple of your best characteristics? Organized, honest, driven, caring. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Empathy and love one another. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? More time. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Inequality. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) What's an unexpected (laughs) blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Blessing or occurrence. You know, uh, when I first started my business 10 years ago, I was told that the first thing that I needed to do was personal development. So reading all the self-help books, listening to podcasts, you know, watching YouTube videos. And my first thought was, this is dumb. I have a degree (laughs) in sociology, you know, with some psychology thrown in there. I don't need to do self-help stuff. And the most impactful thing for me was that I started doing that and I realized how drastically that changed my life. And I will never go a day without doing that ever again. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Hmm, The best version of me look is smiling, standing on a stage, speaking the message, helping women transform their lives, traveling the world and dancing around and just living with so much joy. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? One woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go funny on this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to choose Britney Spears. <laughs> I... That is funny. <laughs> I know I was supposed to, you know, choose like Oprah or something, but I've always loved Britney Spears and there's been so much drama. So I think it would just be fun to sit down with her for an hour and just hear everything. So I'm going to go fun on that one. All right. Danielle, what is your why? Yeah. My why is to make an impact in the lives of little girls. So they live a life they love in a body that they love. And it starts with women and helping women to live in that and stand in their power. So that way we can inspire those little girls. That's my why. Beautiful. I love that. Why? If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? speak. I silenced myself for a very long time because I didn't feel smart enough or worthy enough. And I would tell her to speak her truth. 
Lastly, Danielle, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? What words of wisdom would you impart unto those people, unto your your community? Yeah, I would say you have made it to this point. You have overcome so much, and that is proof that you can keep going and keep standing in your power. And the very least interesting thing about you is how you look. At the end of your life, you're not going to look back and think, oh, I wish I had less cellulite or less rolls. You're going to think about the woman that you were. You're going to think about the lives that you impacted, the family that you created, the impact that you had on the world. So in the moment today, And every day moving forward, focus on who you want to be. See yourself as the most powerful freaking woman that you actually are. And know that you can overcome anything in your life, but it starts with you. And it starts with shifting your mindset. If there's nothing else that you do in the world, please, for the love of God, stand in your power and show little girls what healthy, strong, powerful women look like and what a community of supportive women looks like. Very well said. Awesome. So good. You are so fired up. I love your energy. And Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey and be a member of the Empowerography community. I'm honored and happy to have you as a member. And I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You are a truly inspiring and beautiful soul. Your energy is phenomenal. Like I said, I can feel it through. I can feel it through the screen. You're just, it's so infectious. And I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you being here and sharing your story. You are amazing. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the time and the energy that you have given to this. The impact that you are personally making and helping our voices be heard is one of the most incredible things. So I thank you for allowing me to share this with your community and being part of it. So thank you for what you're doing. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Danielle Hogel. She is a body image and confidence coach. Danielle, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.